right. Well, we're back. Episode two. Here we go. Episode two. No, today I'm going to tell you the story of the lovely Catherine Knight. And I'm really upset because you're not meant to know what's going on. And I told you the other day, oh, I'm doing it. Like I said, like the most basic things that you normally you wouldn't have picked up that this is the case. And you go, oh, is that the chick with red curly hair? And I you know just fully, everything about this. Well, you just fully blew it. some things about this. So I did all my research and apparently he knows it. But I'm not putting it all to waste. I'm sure he doesn't know all the details. And I worked hard on this. So I'm going to tell you the story. It- so Catherine Knight. She was a slaughterhouse worker who became the first woman in Australia to receive a life sentence without parole. So she's still in jail today. We don't have the death penalty, I don't think. No, yeah. we don't. Um, but yeah, she was the first woman to receive life in prison. So she doesn't get no parole. She's there till she dies, pretty Must much. Must have done some pretty fucked up stuff to be well, the first, first person. Let me tell ever. you. Not only did she stab her partner, John Price, with a butcher knife at least 37 times... She then chopped him up, cooked him, and prepared to serve him to his own children to eat. <laughs> Disgusting. Yum. Last week, you told me it wasn't gruesome enough for you. So, I've upped the ante this time. I've really gone in. 37 times. What? People like that. 37. I, I don't get it. Why, why, why 37? I'm sure he would have been dead after like two. Yeah, and she just kept hacking away. Maybe to tenderize the meat. For <laughs> so... I'll tell you about Catherine. So this woman, she really went through it. Her whole life was filled with trauma, sexual abuse. <laughs> sexual abuse. <laughs> sexual abuse. Sexual abuse. Her whole life was filled with trauma, sexual abuse, and really all the odds were set against her. Ultimately, there's no excuse though for what she did. So I will tell you her childhood, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that it's okay that she then, gets because free, she went through. Gets a free pass. Exactly. So, let's go back to the start. October 24th, 1955 in Tenterfield, Australia. Do you know where Tenterfield is? I don't. I've never heard of Tenterfield. Um, Apparently, it's in New South Wales, 700 kilometres north of Sydney and quite close to the Queensland border. Okay. So, probably got like a population of like five or ten people, one of those hick (laughs) towns. Something like that. We've got a few of them here. Um, Yeah, so that's where she was born, 1955. Catherine Mary Knight was born as a product of a scandalous affair between her mother, Barbara Rugen, and her father, Ken Knight. Barbara was already a mother of four boys with another man and met Ken through her husband at the time. So, very scandalous already. Yes, very hot and steamy. (laughs) Growing up, Catherine's childhood went from bad to worse, really. Her father was a violent alcoholic who sexually abused her mother multiple times a day. Catherine also claimed that she was sexually assaulted by several family members until the age of 11. So horrible. Hasn't had a good run of it so far. Disgusting. Kathy. Yeah, and any like any child who goes through something like that, they're bound to have struggles um, in the future. But most people's struggles are, you know... They don't turn into violent, psychopathic yeah. murderers who yeah. chop up their husband and put him into a nice soup. Exactly. <laughs> so I guess everyone's different, how you process things are different, but... Lots of children have gone through horrible things and they don't turn into murderers. Murderers. Um, so we're not in a rage. Uh, she was apparently a model student and often earned awards for her good behaviour. However, she experienced uncontrollable murderous rages in response to minor upsets. It was alleged that... Is the word alleged or alleged? It was alleged. <laughs> it's like allegedly or it was alleged. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. It was alleged... 
that Catherine was known to bully the young children at the school, having assaulted at least one boy with a weapon and was once injured by a teacher who was found to have acted in self-defense. So she obviously went at the teacher and protecting themselves, the teacher accidentally hurt her. Mm-hmm. So she's a menace. Menace to society. Yep. So for some reason, Catherine never learnt to read or write and she dropped out of school at 15 to work at a clothing factory. Question. Yes. How can you be a model student and not know how to read or write? Model student, not as in got A pluses. Model as in sh- behaviour wise to the other children. When not angry, she behaved well. Oh, Listened to the teachers, right. okay. did what she was told, etc. I get you now. Yeah. Um, so she worked at this clothing factory for around a year to where she then landed her dream job. Trigger warning, I guess, to vegans and people with a heart. Why are we doing a trigger warning to vegans? You don't need because to. Because the job that. was at a slaughterhouse cutting out the internal organs of animals, like at an abattoir. Yeah. So I'm just being respectful. Some people don't want to hear that. And they'd like a warning. They're listening to the wrong podcast. <laughs> it's true. In his book, Bloodstains, journalist Peter Laylor wrote that Catherine loved the idea of her job so much at the slaughterhouse, that she hung her first set of butcher knives over her bed just in case she ever wanted to use them. Eventually. <laughs> That's very creepy. I'm sure she did use them. Eventually she did, yes. While at work, Catherine met David Kellett, who, like her father, was a raging alcoholic and prone to punch-ons. Because of her previous experiences... She's got daddy issues. <laughs> yeah. Um, Catherine was used to this kind of violence, which we've seen, um, and she wouldn't really cop it. She often joined in on the scuffles and would fight back, which... <laughs> Power to her in terms of don't just let some like if someone's beating you up, protect yourself. Yeah? yeah, like don't just cop it. I think that's good. But before long, Catherine would dominate David, um, and he soon learned that she was capable capable of a lot more than just using her fists in self defence. But despite these conflicts, the two married in 1974. Apparently, Catherine was, had to be quite convincing, and it was really her choice to get married. Yeah, it seems like he was just petrified of her now, and just. Got forced into, yeah, forced into marrying her, yeah. I suppose. Poor guy. Poor bugger. Well, he's like, he's not the greatest guy, but yeah. So the couple arrived at the wedding while David was extremely intoxicated. So exhibit A, he's not the greatest guy. He's very, that's very on brand for them, raging mm-hmm. alcoholic. At the wedding, Barbara, who was Catherine's mum, gave David some very honest advice. When looking back, David stated that quote. You look like Anthony Davis. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Anthony Davis. Place of the Lakers. I should have known. When looking back, David stated that, quote, the old girl said to me to watch out. You better watch this one or she'll fucking kill you. Stir her up the wrong way or do the wrong thing and you're fucked. Don't ever think of playing up on her. She'll fucking kill you. And that was her mother talking. She told me she got something loose. She's got a screw loose somewhere, end quote. That is terrifying. I would just... Leave and just make a run for wherever the as far away as I can go. I would be, yeah, out of there for your own mum to say that. Very supportive. Wait, so he's how? How can he assume this guy is dead? No, but didn't he get chopped up? No, was that someone else? Yeah, oh, she's chopped up someone. No, else. right. <laughs> yeah, she's chopped. This is just oh, at the start. This about, is just her about, first husband. Oh, right. I was about to say, how can he? How can he <laughs> give a quote if he's dead? <laughs> no, no, no. Someone else. You will get there. Um, after the wedding, it went downhill pretty quickly. 
Catherine tried to strangle David on their wedding night because apparently after having sex three times, he wanted to go to sleep, but she wanted to go again. She was so angry that he was too tired, so he fell asleep and she strangled him. Obviously, David woke up from being strangled um, and managed to fight her off. And believe it or not, their marriage lasted more than 10 years. Wow. With this kind of a start. Just a horny... Just a horny old girl. <laughs> yep. Three so, times, yeah. Lot. Obviously, we can already see it was far from perfect. But, yeah, they stayed together for more than 10 years. There were quite a few occasions where Catherine's violence and aggression was seen while married to David. Let's look at some more examples, shall Ooh. we? So, Catherine was heavily pregnant and she burned all of David's clothing and shoes before hitting him across the back of the head with a frying pan. <laughs> the reason? He arrived home late from a darts competition after making the finals. Did he win? Well, he made the finals. Oh, he made the finals. Right. <laughs> and then got home a bit late Yeah, and, and she lost it. Wow. David ran to the neighbor's house and collapsed after sustaining a badly fractured skull from getting hit with the pan. That's I don't think up. he would have been competing in the finals next week. <laughs> Shame. I didn't even think of that. Ruined his chances. Ruined his whole career. Yep. His darts career. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so police attempted to charge, sorry, police attempted to press charges, but David was talked out of it by Catherine, obviously, and the charges were dropped. wonder what she said to talk herself out. Probably I'll kill you if you press charges. Probably. I don't know. That's pretty, yeah, that's a pretty serious threat. Yes, (laughs) you'd be worried. Um, in May 1976, shortly after the birth of their first child, Melissa, David apparently was unable to cope with cash with Catherine's possessive, violent behaviour, and so he left her for another woman, which is not nice. That's a shame. It's not nice. Well, you know, she seems like a real bitch, so, you know, she deserves it. <laughs> yeah, but More like, power to you, David. I guess, but maybe what about helping her get help? Why would he want to? I don't know. He they just would never want to see her again. Anyway. So that he left for another woman. So I know. <laughs> um, and the next day, Catherine was seen violently throwing the pram with her baby in it from side to side down the main street. Jesus. This led to Catherine being admitted into St. Elmo's Hospital in Tamworth for psychiatric treatment. She was diagnosed with postnatal depression. Do you know what that is? Yeah, it's when you're sad after giving birth to a baby. Sure. Uh, No, kind of. It is. It's more serious. So postnatal depression, it's quite common. One in five mothers experience it. Um, But for most women, it passes quickly with support from family, friends, professionals. I take it not too many people wanted to support Catherine. No, doctors and everyone was trying to support her, but her, she, it wasn't just the, the common postnatal depression. Like, she was psychotic. Clearly. Yeah. Um, while in the facilities, in the hospital, getting treatment, Catherine told the nurses that she intended to kill a mechanic who had fixed her husband's car because having a working car made it possible for David to leave her. So it's the mechanic's fault. That's how, like, twisted what her way of thinking was. an absolute nutter. Yeah. She's crazy. She's crazy. This Shame. old, this lady. Kathy. wonder what she looks like now. I'll show you after. Oh, cool. She looks old. She doesn't have that beautiful red curly hair anymore. Uh-huh. wonder if she's still absolutely off her rocker. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if she's on meds or whatever. Should go see her? Yeah, let's go visit Kathy. I wonder where she is. I might even tell you. I'm sure. I'm sure, it'll, I'm sure we'll be able to find it. Yeah. We'll go visit. Um... Yeah, so following her release from the hospital, Catherine placed their two-month-old infant baby on the local train tracks shortly before the train was due. Fucked. That is so fucked up. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're swearing a lot. Oh, well. This is Deal with explicit it. <laughs> content. Um, 
Yeah, so thank God the train didn't come at the time it was supposed to and the baby was rescued by a member of the public, I'm pretty sure. Um, And at the same time, she also threatened several people with a stolen axe in the town. She did return to the psychiatric hospital, but shortly after she checked herself out. I'm pretty sure I read it was the next day. Why would you be allowed to check yourself out of a psychiatric hospital? It's definitely changed now. Um, There's like if you get put into any hospital and you're under psych psychiatric care you can get put under a temporary treatment order um it's legally that they have to receive the treatment before they can leave well they don't have a choice yeah Yeah. pretty much but also who's going to say no to her if she wants to leave yeah i'll cut your bloody head off if you don't yeah but people say that now and they put in restraints and like i've seen in hospitals they don't she's a different gravy this this yeah i guess this cat is a different gravy different gravy (laughs) um yeah so she checked herself out um, over the next few years, until 1984, Catherine gave birth to their second daughter and then ended up leaving David. She moved in with her parents initially and then rented a home near the new abattoir she worked at. You know so she I- left him in the end. Mm. Good for David. Just, just He should have, like, left her. Well, at least, they're, you know, he doesn't have to She's free her of anymore. her. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, not long after she moved, uh, rented the new house to work at the new abattoir, she injured her back at work and was placed on a disability pension. In 1986, that's two years, shortly after the di- divorce from David Kellett, Catherine began a relationship with David number two. Two Davids. He was David Saunders. Wow. I'll refer to him as Saunders um, so we don't get confused. Yeah, her first two was David and I'm pretty sure her second two were John. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so he was uh, David Saunders. He was a local miner and within a few months he had moved in with Catherine and her two daughters. Catherine was still not satisfied with this move, as in with him moving in, um, because Saunders kept his apartment that he owned. So he owned an apartment, kept it, didn't obviously rent it out to someone else, but moved in with her. Like, should have rented it out. Not very financed. Yeah, but I don't think Saunders. You should you still have a right to have your own space, like yeah. you know. Um but Catherine thought of it in a way that he was cheating. She became extremely jealous and assumed that he was cheating on her um, in his old apartment, which is, it's understandable given the history she's used to being cheated on. Um, uh, n- no. You would have trust issues. She would have trust issues. Why would she have trust issues? Because she was cheated on by the other guy, David number one. Yeah, but she's a f- absolute nutcase. <laughs> like, I, I, no, sorry, no. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway... Like her previous relationship, this one quickly became toxic and violent. I'll give you another example of just how deranged this lady was. Um, this one got me. Like like I said before, cutting, stabbing the guy 37 times, horrible. That stuff interests me, but this one, not okay. Kind of made me want to throw up. Um, but at one point, she slit the throat of Saunders' baby dingo puppy oh in front no. of him. Oh, my God. Just to show him what she was capable of. Fuck. That's so sad. That's so... No. That's that I couldn't deal up. with. We, we can't deal with that. Imagine that. No. Ooh. A dingo puppy. That, yeah. Again, yeah, it's just different... Different times. Different time. 40 different. odd years ago. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I know. No, not, no, not cool that the no. dog got it throat. It's cool throat that they could have a puppy as a, ding, a, a dingo, dingo as a puppy. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That killed me. Um... After that, they remained together um, and had a daughter a year later. Saunders then left Catherine shortly after their daughter was born because she had attempted to kill him with a pair of scissors. Cool. 
Cool. I wonder what um, kind of scissors. What? You need a pretty substantial, like a large. What do you mean, like the ones well, that make patterns? Well, it's not going to be like toenail. You know, little toenail clippers. It'd have to be maybe like some abba, some scissors from the old abattoir or something. Like some shucks. Some what are they shearers. called? Shears. Some shearers, maybe, yeah. Or just normal like kitchen scissors and stab with them. Yeah, but not they're, not very, they're not very sharp. Well, mm. if you're a raging killer, I'm sure anything will work. Um, so her next boyfriend, that's after two. She's now got three daughters. Her next boyfriend was John Chillingworth. This relationship had no reported abuse, which is surprising. That is very surprising. Yeah. No reported. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. Wasn't reported that I could find. Um, they had a son together. So now she has four children with three different men, which is fine. Nothing wrong She's with that. She's going to get a lot of, lot of child support. Yeah. I don't know if it was the same back then <laughs> as it is now, but hopefully she was given some support. Um, their relationship ended after John Chillingworth found out that Catherine was having an affair with another man, John Charles Thomas Price. So she went from David to David and now John to John. John to John. So I'm going to call this John Price. Okay. I'm very confused with all the people. But what are you confused about? Just she, got, she was and... married once. She got married to David. Kellett, I think. Yeah. Got divorced. They had two daughters. Then she got with um, David... The other David. So even you're confused. <laughs> no, I know exactly what's happening. I just <laughs> no, don't remember don't. the names. <laughs> exactly. I, I know what's Saunders. happening. I just don't remember the names. Okay. Then she got with Saunders, yeah. had a daughter, nearly tried to kill and her, and left. With, then she was with blood. Chillingsworth, had a son, left. Because she was having an affair with John number two, John Price. Pricey. Pricey boy. Price and Catherine stayed together for a while without any incidents. This was until Catherine strongly suggested that they get married, like she did the first time, mm-hmm. and he declined. She then turned violent. She also framed Price for stealing things from his company and got him fired. Jesus. Yeah. They were on and off for a little while, and the neighbours even reported that they remember her being violent, and it had begun to escalate. They could see it. Fast forward, Feb 2000. So what's... How long? So that was like 1984, was I with John like number two. 10 or 15 years. Yeah, we're now with. Down the track. Yeah, we're now with the, the last guy, uh, Price, Feb 2000. Wow. Catherine a attempted. A few months after I was born. Yeah, two months. Catherine attempted to stab Price in the chest following an argument between the two. As a result, he took out a restraining order and also told his co workers that if he was to ever go missing, it was because Catherine killed him. Foreshadowing. He really knew. He went missing and his wife killed him. (laughs) Well, it wasn't long before this came to fruition. That's start of February. On February 29th, oh, that's a leap year. Wow. There you go. There you go. And that was when the Olympics was on in Sydney, wasn't Uh, it? I don't know. I was only a few months old. I don't remember. Obviously, I'm not saying you were there. I'm just saying, don't you know from history? Anyway, Feb 29th, 2000. Price. I'm more of a, a Winter Olympics guy. <laughs> what do you like? Um, I like the the. It's not mong. Is it the mongoose where they? Uh, I like the skeleton in the luge. I oh, know it's moguls. Um, I like the skeleton. Only know the I bobsled. Like the luge. Yeah, bobsled's good. Oh, yeah. what about the one where they do the big ski down and then oh, jump? The ski, the ski jump. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Oh, ski jump. That makes um, sense. Yeah. Um, Ice skating. No, curling's pretty fun. Is that like hockey? No, curling, you know where they have the brooms and they sweep Oh, them. is that a thing? Yeah, that's a sport. That's yeah. an Olympic sport with the brooms. In broom. the Winter Olympics, yeah, on ice. Um, When's that happening next? I think it's we just had one. We like did just past. have it. Yeah. So um, another, another four Mario years. Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games is a <gasps> great video game on the Wii. 
Was uh, that on the Wii? On, on the, the Wii? On the DS. No, I'd be that on the was Wii my and on the fave. DS. Yeah, that was good. Loved that was that. very good. That is so funny. Yeah. So off track. This has nothing to do with anything. There were, she wasn't at the Olympics. <laughs> Where are we? Really? She wasn't at the Olympics? <laughs> no. Surprisingly, she wasn't in the Sydney Olympics. She wasn't in the 100 metre race to chop your husband's head off or something. She could have won that. Um, so, sorry. On February 29th, 2000, Price finished work and, as usual, he checked in with his neighbours before going to bed at 11. So, it's kind of good that he made it a habit to go yeah. and say good day. Catherine came home shortly after that. I don't know where she was, actually, because I don't think she was working. I'm Probably sorry. I don't... Out. Doing stuff. Planning, cheating. Planning, Who knows? planning more murders. Yep. So, she came home after 11, made herself dinner, showered and went to bed. It's pretty late. For dinner. I know. Yeah, 11 o'clock. I, I just yeah. wouldn't even bother to shower and go. I wouldn't even shower. Shower, yeah, bed. you just yeah. go to bed. Let's go to bed. We're never up past 11. No. Actually, last night you were and you <laughs> couldn't cope. No, I fell asleep and missed the entire soccer game. I remember <laughs> turning the TV on at 11.30, putting my head back, and then next thing I remember I woke up and my TV said 2.22 a.m. and I missed the whole game. And they lost. And they lost. So probably better that you didn't see. Yeah. Anyway, so... But if I did see, maybe they would have won. So oh, yeah. It's all 100%. You, you, it's, you can never be... You can never know. You can never know. You We will never know. So, she went to bed. She woke Price up. The two got jiggy with it. They got it on. And then he went back to sleep. Once he went back to sleep... Here we go. Catherine took a butcher knife from next to her bed, where she liked to keep them, you know. She always had them there, yeah, just in case... Not for self-defense, just in case she decided the urge, to. The urge struck her. Yeah, so, so she grabbed one and stabbed Price 37 times. According to the evidence, he woke up during the attack but could not fight her off. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> that would be so terrifying. I can't I even. would just keep my eyes closed. Even if I was like, I'd just keep my eyes closed. <laughs> would you? I'm, yeah, I'm not. Well, you wouldn't would, go well, into fight mode? But you probably, she's, he's probably already been stabbed multiple times. What's the point? Just lie there and just Enjoy it. just say, can you just, just do it quickly? Just maybe guide her hand. You don't need- <laughs> we don't know what we would do unless we're in that situation. So you better be nice or you watch out. John Price. No, that's not his name. Yeah, this is John. Sorry. John Price succumbed to his injuries and Catherine dragged his body downstairs. Trigger warning. Skinned him. And hung his body from a meat hook in the living room. She then decapitated him and cut up pieces of his body to cook in a dish with potato, pumpkin, beetroot, zucchini, cabbage, squash, and gravy. Interesting. Some sort of a stew. Yeah, I don't know what stew has. That's a weird flavour profile. Yeah, the beetroot. I would eat it, obviously, minus the human parts. Um, But (laughs) the beetroot beetroot. just, yeah, why would you put beetroot in it? In a stew, it just doesn't make sense. Why would you put a human person in a stew? Well, th- I'm just saying. Each to their own. Some like beetroot. It's no beetroot in a stew is just a <laughs> a no go. The human would probably taste like you know like a braised beef <laughs> or a shoulder or something. And just the beetroot just yeah, doesn't beetroot's work. The only it doesn't downfall. match the flavour profiles of everything else. If you else. ever prepare me something and call it a stew, I'll throw it in your face. So I won't I, eat a I stew don't regardless. Cook for you, so we won't have to worry about that. <laughs> We should start. So Catherine, she made this dish for herself, um, but the half-discarded contents later found at the crime scene suggest she couldn't finish her meal. 
She did have dinner when she got home, so yeah. she wouldn't have, surely couldn't be that hungry. She could, would have been a bit hungry. I just had sex and she murdered him. I think she, I think that would work up quite the appetite. You reckon? Maybe yeah, I'd, I'd be starving. After that, she lay down next to the headless, mutilated cor- corpse of Price, took a large number of tablets and passed out. Because she's downstairs in the living room. Mm-hmm. Do we know what the tablets were? or um, Sedatives. Okay. Some sort of something with codeine or whoever, whatever it was, she passed out. Didn't overdose or anything, like she's alive. Um, Price's co-workers were quick to know something was wrong when he didn't show up for his shift the next day. They called the police because, remember, he warned them that if this ever happened, it was because Catherine had killed him. And they mm-hmm. took it seriously, which I'm, you know, that's Glad really good. Yeah, yeah, some people wouldn't. They'd just be like, oh, he's late or, you know, wait a while, but... They were straight onto it. So, the police arrived to um, Catherine and Parice's house to find Catherine Knight's gruesome crime scene and immediately detained her. She was quite drowsy from the pills still, um, but once she woke up, so she was detained when she was still kind of out of it. Lucky for the police officer. Yeah. Probably all would have been chopped up with him. That's true. Um, Once she woke up, she claimed to have no memory of the night before. Very convenient. In the kitchen, police found Parice's head boiling in a pot of vegetables on the stove. Do you reckon the eyeballs were still in there? Let's have some respect and not talk about the eyeballs. Just just, just, just a question, just a question. Fair enough. On the table, the police found two full plates of food, each labelled with her children's names. She wrote on the plates for them. That was their meal. What What do the kids have to do? What do the kids have to do? Why do they have to eat? Eat humans. Well, they didn't, thank God. Despite her claims that she had no recollection of the night John Charles Thomas Price died or was murdered, Catherine Knight was quickly charged with his murder. In 2001, her trial commenced but didn't get very far. For reasons that remain unclear, Knight changed her plea from innocent to guilty and the judge adjourned the case without testimony. So they didn't have to go to trial, which is... I mean, it saves taxpayer dollars, I believe. And it would have saved time. Um, I would have liked to hear an explanation mm. from her as to why she did it. Just whatever messed up, whatever crazy logic she she used. Um, yeah. yeah. That would be interesting, actually. Well, when we go visit her, we can ask. We can ask. <laughs> we'll do. We'll bring our podcast gearing and put a couple. Of, we'll do an put a set of headphones on her and away we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, Catherine was taken to jail that day and the judge ordered that she was, quote, never to be released. So this was the first time in history that a woman in Australia was given a life sentence without parole. And deservedly so. Absolutely. To this day, Knight nevertheless maintains her innocence (laughs) and refuses to accept responsibility for her actions. So I think if we go, she's not going to tell us. Oh, well, we can try. Which, it's honestly so messed up. She's, there's no doubt in, you know, she clearly did it. Like, and you're there till you die. Wouldn't it just be easier to be like, yeah, I did it. I went, you know, I had a breakdown. It'd take a lot of effort to still be like, I didn't do anything. I don't know about have a breakdown. She was just nuts from a, you know, from day one. That's true. But yeah, probably is easier just to say, oh yeah, you know what, guys, Mm -hmm. it was me. I did it. I did it. Especially what about her kids and stuff? I did it. Mm. Well, kids, yeah, probably all fucked up from having their heads Smashed around in a pram, um, <laughs> oh, but the kids probably don't want anything to do with. Oh, I'm sure. Do with her, yeah. Um, Catherine Knight has appealed her sentence before. Um, she was denied pretty much immediately. She's not to be released. It's not happening. She's currently 67 years old. 
thought she would be way older, but when I read that, I was like, okay. She was quite young when she was doing all these things. Yeah, my um, mum's 65, so. I know. There you go. There you go. Um, so she's serving her life sentence at Silverwater Women's Correctional Complex in New South Wales. Silverwater. I've been there for a couple of holidays. To the jail? Not to the jail, just to the location Place. of Silverwater. Oh my God, you actually could have yeah. gone and see Kathy. Yeah. Well, maybe I will. This is Kathy back in the day. That's the woman that you remember. I've just shown the photo. It looks like an old librarian at my school. Maybe it was. Yeah, it looks very much like her and she just looks like an absolute lunatic. (laughs) (laughs) And she was. Are there any more photos of her? Um, I'll show you a current one. Yeah, I want to see a current one. That's like a recreation of the food. Oh, that's a recreation because I've seen that yeah. photo on Reddit, but I wasn't sure if that's what no. it actually was. Um, I saw, yeah, that one, one on Reddit too, and it said like a, the recreation they made of the that. Ah, oh, so that's not actually no. what it is. What with George Pell? Yeah, he's probably visited <laughs> prisons before. Anyway, she looks like an absolute. She looks pretty harmless now. Um, I don't know how you can say that. Anyway, that's the story of Kathy. That's fucked up. Thoughts? Gruesome enough for you? Good one. Yeah, I like it. If I didn't know, yeah, I'm sad all you're everything. Then, well, not everything, but I, I mean, I mean, I basically did. But no, it's a good one. Yeah. Better. Um. Well, we'll put photos on our Instagram and TikTok um, and TikTok, and give us five stars. Yeah, five star reviews. Um, like. Let us climb the rankings. Um, and get us to 30 TikTok followers and maybe 60 <laughs> Instagram followers. We're nearly there. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with another case. If you Sometime have s- next week. Maybe the week after. We will see. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Bye.